everyone, and welcome to already the last episode of our second series of Getting It Right, the Brand Strategy Podcast. And as you know, we explore innovative brand topics, and we got a series of inspiring guests uh, on our uh, on our shows. Uh, and today's topic uh, is one of those uh, innovative brand topics. It's about empathy, and specifically about brand empathy. And I'm super, super proud uh, with an amazing guest that we have on our show. Uh, but before that, uh, my name is Dawa Rademaker. I'm a global brand strategist at Ipsos. I'm dialing in here from Amsterdam, where it's cold and starting to freeze. And I'm here with my co-host, or not here, but my co-host and fellow brand strategist, Chris Murphy, is in his hometown, Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, I just said it's cold here. I think it's getting a little colder with you too, right, Chris? Well, it can't quite make up its mind, Dawa. We have 70-degree days followed by 20-degree snowy days followed by yet another 70-degree day. So it's confused people. It's confused the vegetation. Nobody quite knows what to do. I, I, guess I actually did read. So you know that the Dutch, they are really known for the speed skating, right? We're really fast. You know, whenever there are World Series, we're uh, number one, two, three, four. Yeah. That's, but I, but I, I know the Tennesseans, if I say right, they're pretty good in skating too, just on a different rink. And I've read that the uh, Nashville Predators are actually uh, doing pretty good job these days, right? They won five in a row, their yeah. first place in the Central Division. What's going on? Well done. So, yes, ho- hockey has actually found uh, an unexpected home in Nashville, Tennessee. Exactly. Said, yeah, a few years ago, I guess in 2017, we made the Stanley Cup, which just got the fan base here really, really excited and behind the Predators. So, like, yeah, all their games sell out. They're really raucous and rowdy. And, you know, 10 years ago, if you told me that, I, I would have just giggled at you because uh, Nashville's a pretty warm weather climate. We don't have a lot of people who are you know, are brought up with hockey. But, uh, uh, but yeah, now it's this. become a real thing. It's become a yeah. thing. It's cool. Great. Well, Chris, let me uh, hand over to you to introduce my uh, my good friend and uh, great uh, guest to the show. Absolutely. And he's talking about April Jeffries. Um, so April is our global president of uh, Ipsos UU, which stands for Understanding Unlimited. Um, and if you don't know, that is one of the world's largest and most innovative qualitative research firms. Uh, April's a graduate of MIT and Wharton. Um, and she's also uh, an award-winning writer, performing artist, um, and she hosts her own uh, award-nominated podcast every month. Um, as you probably gleaned from, from that introduction, she is a truly multi-talented person, the producer, vocalist of her own uh, recently released CD called Voices of Remembrance. Um, and she is the author of Idea Birthing. And as of just last week, April was named as one of the top 100 most admired female leaders in New York City by uh, women we admire. April, I was exhausted just reading all of that. How do you find time to sleep? <laughs> well, I don't do it all at once. That's <laughs> kind of happened over a long period of time, but I won't tell you how old I, went, I am to make all that happen. That's just, let's just keep that between two of us. <laughs> the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> the three of us. Exactly. <laughs> Very good. Well, April, today um, we're, we're going to be talking about brand empathy 
uh, a subject near and dear to uh, all of our, our hearts. Uh, and uh, uh, I think, you know, it's uh, it's quite important uh, and a bit complicated for, for brands to really understand uh, up close and personal, you know, their, their, their consumers. So as we often do on these podcasts, why don't we start with just definition of terms? Uh, so when you talk about, write about uh, brand empathy, yeah, what, what do you mean by that? So, so let's talk about empathy first, and then I'll add the brand piece first cool. to that, right? So empathy is actually being able to view the world through the lens of somebody else. So to have empathy for another person is to see what they're seeing and hear the things that they're hearing. And if you can actually put yourself in the position of doing the things that they are doing or for that matter, that they can't do, which is actually very interesting, right? So how can you limit yourself in ways that someone else is limited? And if you can do that, you you all of a sudden have a very different perspective on another person. So that's empathy in general. This is not new, guys. Mm-hmm. This is what we've always kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for a brand? Well, What a brand can do is then take that experience and bring more resources, more networking, more innovation, new products, new services. A brand can actually use empathy in a way that we may not even be able to do as individuals, right? It's it's bigger. It takes it to a whole nother place. So brand empathy is, is empathy with this added value that a brand can bring. Okay, so it's more than just uh, it's more than just consumer understanding. Yeah, it's bigger than that. Exactly. Me, yeah, uh, Dawa, it's it's about experience. It's an experience that's different than what you would normally have. I think when we spoke about that, it's more than just understanding. It is really feeling. It's getting really close and feeling how your consumers are feeling, right? Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's the experience. <clears throat> it's about being able to. F- to feel from a different perspective than what you normally would. So why is that so important? And maybe why is it so important right now that to have that real empathy with your consumers beyond a simple understanding? So, okay, the the world is ever evolving, right? Mm. We know that change is, has always been the case. However, I would argue past couple of years, change is somehow accelerated, right? It is, things are happening faster. And I think how people feel about things seems to be a bit of a moving target, right? I mean, um, it was it was interesting. I, I heard Al Gore talking this morning about, you know, saving the planet. And he said, um, people move from... Um, what is it when you just don't even believe anything? You know, they move from denial to despair, like really quickly when it came to saving the planet, right? There was all this time we spent saying, mm, not a problem. And now and now it's like, oh my God, we're all going to die, right? It kind of goes from one extreme to the other very quickly. Just an example of how I think things are changing very fast. Now, having said that, I will say that in some ways, things haven't changed very much at all, right? In some ways, the foundational things, the things that people are motivated by 
all remain the same. People want to feel heard. They want to feel like they matter. They want to feel loved and they want to love. It's just that how we feel those things shifts around a lot, right? I think um, what has happened, and for some reason, you know, the, the pandemic has really accelerated this, moved this into another place. But I do think how people feel, how people mm-hmm. uh, think about things has just shifted very quickly. So think about the way – can you talk to us a little bit more about um, how how do you do this? How can we get, as a brand, how can we get closer than ever before to our consumers? And how can we un- get to that brand empathy beyond understanding? Yeah, it's funny because this sounds mm. so basic, but it's something that I found we don't do very well. And that is to be with people talk to them, listen to them, and really, really be with them. Now, I would I would say, you know, the first step in all this is knowing who your people are, who are your peeps, right? Who are the people that you serve? Who are the people that you are making products and services for? Because to be honest with you, that's not what it used to be, if you think about it, right? We used to be able to segment men versus women. <laughs> that's no longer the case. That's not how people necessarily identify anymore. Um, And you need to include everyone if that's part of who you're trying to serve, right? Um, We used to, uh, head of household, what in the world does that mean anymore? And I still see surveys that ask about the head of household. I mean, that could be anything today. The modern family is very different than what it used to be. So, you know, first and foremost, know who your people are and who it is you're trying to talk to. Um, And then listen to them. Make them feel like they matter. Experience what they experience so that you can develop a gut for those people that you're trying to serve. Yeah. April, um, I, w- I was having a, a chat just yesterday uh, with uh, a former guest on, on, on one of these podcasts, Adam Sheridan, who's a very senior uh, player in our creative excellence group. And um, he, he he was talking to me about uh, this and he said, you know, he, he's starting to think of it more procedurally. It's almost like a three-step program where, you know, you understand people, you feel what they feel. But then thirdly, you know, if you take this from an organizational standpoint, you build um, an internal desire um, at your your corporation or your brand to help, <laughs> right? Um, and I just wonder, does that does that kind of register with with you? Yeah, that's exactly what I meant by adding value, right? Yeah. So you have to you have to figure out how to do that. And, and you know, we should talk about empathy on two levels when it comes to brands and businesses. So there is the organizational piece of this, right? So within your organization, you need to have empathy for your employees employees for and and talk about things that have changed over the past couple of years right the yep. you know we're all talking about this great resignation but what is that really it's like people have started to say and tell you quite honestly what they are willing and not willing yep. to do what they're looking for what they're not going to do anymore what they're not looking for and you know there are some brands that I think have done a really good job at listening to their employees yep. 
And and what that does is it allows you to have a diverse enough organization that you have people at the table making decisions who can help you with then understanding, cons- you know, your, I hate the term, but your consumers or the people that you serve in ways that, you know, any one person yeah. could not do. And this goes beyond a simple survey among your employees. Uh, oh, it's so much bigger segment. than that, right? Ex- yeah, exactly. I mean, we had that conversation where many years ago, uh, a company I worked with wanted to really understand their consumers in India. I forget about the category, but they've sent their staff for a week to live with um, with these families to really understand how they engage with these uh, with these categories. Now, luckily, we have more digital solutions now and different uh, ethnography solutions. But that, to me, was already a first step in really listening to individual consumers and uh, and and helping them with your new strategy, coming up with new ideas, new product ideas. Yeah, Dow, just just building on that and looping back to a comment April made earlier, you know, she was talking about uh, putting yourselves um, in a uh, in a customer's shoes, including the limitations, right, with, with which they're faced. You know, um, uh, and, and there are certain ways they're limited. It just called to mind for me a really neat example, and, and I won't name the firm, but um, there is a health services firm located in the United States um, where they their CCO, uh, Chief Customer Officer um, and CMO, did this project where they they recognized that um, almost all of their customers were of a very advanced age, right? So almost all of them are are well into their 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, And yet their managerial team was mostly people in their 50s, right? So so there's a certain, you know, kind of of disconnect between the management team and and the people they serve. So what they did uh, was take a week and uh, basically encumber them physically um, to to mimic, right, uh, the, the experiences that their customer went through. So they, they uh, made them wear glasses. That oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. Uh, they put things in their ears that would slightly impair, you know, their ability to hear. They made them wear shoes that impacted the way they could get around, you know, that type of thing. And then they said, okay, now you need to interact with our company you know, as, as you're going through all of those things. And so they had them, you know, call, call the contact centers and try to make appointments and try, and try to arrange contract, you know, things like that. Um, and it could just completely changed, you know, the, the, their view of, of customer. And I just thought it was such a clever thing, you know, that, that she did um, to, to get her management team to, to do that, to take that time. And, um, and they've been a very successful business, I have to say, in, in the aftermath. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, I, you know, that's these are things we've been doing for a long time. I guess what I try to you know talk a lot about is that the how someone of an older age navigates changes consistently. Right. There's all kinds of things that happen. So it's not just a one and done exercise. Right. Yeah. It's something that you just have to constantly be on top of and be willing to spend time doing in order to see, you know, how these shifts are happening for, for your people. 
Yeah, to me, that is a super important change with, uh, in the past because we can all remember examples of sort of ethnographic, ethnographic projects that we do, like a one-off project to, you know, uh, support an innovation project or whatever. What you're talking about, and that's also I want to have a conversation with you, April, is, is how this is changing now and how the disruptions and the volatility of the market is changing this need for empathy and how we measure and track it is you need to be always on with this empathy. It's not a project anymore. Right? That's so can, exactly you talk, right. can you tell me a little bit about that and, and how you can do these things? Yeah, so that it's actually challenging because I think um, as brand people, as business people, we tend to want to solve a specific problem. Something. And we tend to go in with our idea of A, what the problem is, and B, how we're going to solve it, right? <laughs> so that's usually how we start. But what I'm pro proposing here is that you allow yourself an ongoing process, a habit, if you will, of constantly being with people so that you can start to see what's coming, right? Because by definition, going in with the problem and your proposed solution is looking at the past. At best, it's looking at the current, but it's usually looking at the past, right? The more you talk to people and the more you really are engaged with people on an ongoing basis, you start to see the stories that really start to point to what's emerging if you're really listening, right? You start to hear what's coming and you start to develop it. And that's how you get ahead of the curve. That's how you can ride a wave of a good thing that's about to happen as opposed to trying to catch up with something that has already occurred. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a, that's a great point, April. And just building on that, um, can, can you maybe share some examples of, of companies that you think have, have done a really nice job of, of that or, or more broadly just uh, uh, successfully employing brand empathy practices? Yeah. So, so again, I talked about the two levels, right? There's the organizational empathy and then there's the, the the products and services, if you will. So let's let's talk about products and services for a second. So they, I would argue some of the more sustainable companies that have gotten ahead of that have done a, a great job. Allbirds is one of them to me. They, um, you know, they have shoes that are made of certain kinds of materials. Yeah. You got to figure that takes time to do the, you know, the work behind actually making a good shoe that's comfortable that's made from these materials. So they had to have gotten ahead of that before people even started talking about it. Uh, Patagonia is another great, you know, they they work with sustainable stuff and they talk about it and they know their people, right? They know the things that they're, the people they're serving want to hear. They know how mm -hmm. to resonate with them. And when you do it right, it's interesting because you can move from making the right products or providing the right services, right, to communicating in a way that really, really resonates to actually then having advocacy for causes that your people want or believe in. And when you get to the point of advocacy for causes, that's how you can really be authentic in your brand and in the brand name and in the things you do. So it moves from what you feel to the things you produce, to the things you say, and then to the things you actually do, right? What can you do that makes your people feel like this is my, this is, this is my tribe, right? This is who yeah. I want to be a part of. And that's the ultimate goal. Cause once you've got that kind of loyalty and connection to people, yeah. 
it's hard to to make them go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Now. We've had, um, uh, so we spoke about brand empathy and why is it important and how it is kind of different from from the past. If And, and we've had, I think, eight episodes in this series, in the second series. And, and we always ask at the last, one of the last questions, if you were to give one advice to our listeners, what advice would that be? Now, for you, the bar is incredibly high because it's the last advice of the season. <laughs> So, so it better be good advice, April. Uh, no, but seriously, what 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 would you advise our listeners um, on this brand empathy? What should they do, or what should they do differently? So, I would the first thing I would say is to take a step back to know who it is that you're talking to, because I do think mm-hmm. we have all started to, um, you know, we overlap. We're not just one kind of person, right? So you really have to think about who are your people? Who are the people you're trying to talk to? You know, an African-American has a very different experience than a black person who has immigrated to this country. Yet we ask about black slash AA, in our yeah. surveys, right? Yeah. So know who it is because it's not what it used to be. Um, and that's the first step. And then once you know who it is, spend time with them as much time as you possibly can. Put that in your calendar, make it a monthly thing that the whole team does and then talks about it afterwards so that you can start to build some of these insights and get ahead of the curve as I talked about earlier. I think that is a super advice. I actually, what I like most listening to you again, April, and I understand now why you're on one of the reasons why you're on this list of this hundred most admired women leaders in New York City. You speak with a warmth and an, uh, about consumers that I have not heard with many, many marketing leaders uh, in the past. You speak not about a segment or a group or, you know, uh, but about a warmth and about, uh, and I like that, like a passion, a passion for your people. Well, thank you for that, Dawa. But I will say, I believe I believe in my heart of hearts right. that there is nothing to be gained from having some people not being able to contribute 100% of what mm-hmm. they have to give. And what empathy does, it, it brings that out in people. It, it allows everybody to feel those things I talked about, to feel heard and to feel like they matter. So I believe it's better for all of us if that's what people are doing all right well thank you april and chris i don't know about you but i think this is probably the best topic to end this series on because it kind of talks about all the topics that we've discussed in the past eight podcasts whether it's about moments routines and rituals sustainability premium brands in a value world you know any any of these topic kind of foundational underlying is his brand empathy so i'm really happy that this was the that we ended with this uh, this topic chris yeah and Dawa, just speaking of the word foundational that that's a term that uh, april used early in our discussion and she talked about people's need to love and be loved um so maybe we'll kind of end there with with the 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 the, uh, the line from nature boy you know the greatest thing you'll ever learn is to be loved and be loved in return or Maybe uh, one that almost all of our listeners know. Uh, And I think the very last thing the Beatles wrote, the love you take is equal to the love you make. I'll stop there. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you for having me. You know, April, thank you so much for being a guest on our show. I truly uh, appreciate and enjoy the inspiring conversation that we had. Thank you, April. Thank you so much, April. So that, so that concludes uh, the last episode of our second series. Now, it doesn't mean uh, that we're stopping. Uh, we'll take probably a, maybe a three-week break, but then we'll continue with our bi-weekly podcast, Getting It Right, the Brand Strategy Podcast. So we will continue. Uh, and we hope uh, our listeners will continue to enjoy it as much as we do. If you want to learn, learn more, you have a question for April, you want to reach out to April or want to know about the books that she wrote or any other, uh, uh, reach out to us. Any questions, you can send an email to getting it right, one word, getting it right at ipsos.com. And as I said, we will soon start our third series where we again will continue to discuss every two weeks an innovative brand topic and hope to get one or two inspiring guests again on each of our shows. Uh, thanks again for tuning in today and we look forward to catching you again in our next episode.